Ladies and gentlemen, Liam Walker here for another episode of the DaxCast. Joining me now is the monster of the midway, Tweedledie. Tweedle, it's good to have you. <laughs> uh, great to be here. Hey! Wake up, forgot your nose! <laughs> well, Tweedle, would you like to tell us how you got started in professional wrestling? Does it matter? I mean, our, the fans probably want to know. All right. All right, all right, all right, all right. You know, I call myself the Lost Carnival Son, and you know wrestling got its start in the carnivals. <laughs> Indeed we do. Now, if you don't mind... So I'm... that's where I got my start. All right, good old school start for a good old school guy. Now I'm taking my damn nose back. <sighs> there we go. So, next question for you, Tweedle. And yes, I'm covering my damn nose from you this time. If you weren't a wrestler, what would you be doing right now? <laughs> That's a funny question that you ask there, Liam Walker. Ah! <laughs> Wet Willie. Son of a bitch. I'd be working in the circus sideshow. <laughs> So, Tweedle, who are some of your big influences in wrestling, and how have you incorporated some of their tactics and techniques into your arsenal? Now you're covering your face and your ear. <laughs> yep. But not your nipples! <laughs> some of my tactics, I think you've found out some of my tactics. Mm. Playground tactics. Yes. Purple nurples. Wet willies, even in the occasional swirlies. Mm, nope. Some of my that. some of my biggest influences are some of the biggest men in professional wrestling today, and of the past. One being Yokozuna, great big the, man. The great Big Van Vader. Another good one. Bam, bam, Bigelow. Awesome performer. And some call him Kizarni. Some call him Sin. I just call him my Uncle Sinner. Sin Bodhi. He's good, too. All right, so Tweedle, aside from Purple Nurples and other playground tricks, what are your plans uh, going forward in the wrestling industry? One of my plans is to continue harassing you because, frankly, it's been quite fun. The other plan, well, Pinky, it's the same thing we do all the time. Plan to take over the world. I plan to take over every promotion that I work for, and I plan on being their heavyweight champion. Well, you'd certainly be an unbeatable one. I don't know anybody that could possibly topple you. Noogie! Oh, it. Not today. Hey. Did you like that interview? You want to see more? Go to the Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling Patreon and become a $10 backer or above. That's just 10 bucks a month, and you'll see behind the curtain in all great pro wrestling. And be sure to check. <laughs> hey, for all your merchandise and collectible needs, check out ShopTampaBayProWrestling.com. We've got merch and more from your favorite superstars. We'll see you there. And we're back here with the DAX cast. 
And we're here with none other than hard body Ricky Roberts. Tweedo die. And what else have you been called, Rick? Also known as Rick Riot from back in my early days. Rick Riot? Yes, sir. Tell me about Rick Riot. <laughs> well, in 2001, you know, when I first started training, you know, that was the that was the, the hip thing to do was have the be your personality, be your own, you know, your own self amplified a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Cranked up to 10. And uh, that was how Rick Riot was born. Rick Riot trained in, in uh, 2001 with uh, well, some old timers. Uh, actually, uh, one of the trainers here locally, David Mercury, his father-in-law trained me okay. in 2001. And uh, he was trained in this little storage unit much like this but smaller mm-hmm. like an industrial <laughs> center but smaller yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh he had like a full full-size ring i think it was like an 18 foot ring and it was it was some pretty brutal times yeah yeah was the ring uh was it uh in good shape or was it, it was pretty... in pretty good shape well, yeah i would i would say it was show worthy yeah yeah um and did did and, and, and what was his name his name was lance vlasic Oh, the, the black knight. knight. Yeah, Becky's dad. Yes, Becky's dad. Yeah, yeah. yep. I, I yeah, I know Lance, yeah. um, and um, he also trained, to my knowledge, um, Navy SEAL. Is that correct? I believe or, Navy or, 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 SEAL or worked with Navy SEAL. Yeah, he worked oh. with Navy SEAL. I believe Navy SEAL was trained back in the Malenko days in the you know late eighties, okay. early nineties. Okay, but it, it's same time frame though, I believe. I, probably probably a ten year difference. Oh, really? Before, yeah, before. Yeah. Wow. You know, when I met Lance, I didn't think he looked that very old. He looked pretty young, actually. Yeah, he's he's pretty young. Yeah, yeah. So he must have started pretty early himself. Um, but yeah. Um, so tell me. Uh, well, I remember. The, I think the first time. I can't remember the first time we met, but I remember the first time working a show in the back with you. And I don't know if you remember this. Um, it was uh, with Francis, Colonel Brute. Remember Colonel Brute at E1W. And Dale, uh, Mercury, uh, David Mercury, shout out to the technical alchemist himself, um, had uh, brought me along. I was one of his, uh, you know, um, you know, Dave Mercury uh, really put me under his wing when I first broke into this business. Kind of was my... Uh, like I like to say, like my road coach when I broke in, um, and he brought me up to E1W, and I remember seeing you there, and I was like, wow. And he and he introduced me to Ricky, and the, and the rest was history, I think. Uh, you know, Dax, for you have to forgive me. I, I've been hitting the head a lot. <laughs> I don't remember, and I. A selective, but you did work E1W. I also have a selective memory, so. Maybe it, E1W it, is one of those ones that I don't want to it was, remember. It, it, it was. I believe, E1W. I believe E1W was probably, I want to say, Homosassa at the Howard's Flea Market. It was a flea market, yes, yeah. under a white tent. Yeah, yeah. A big white tent. I was doing a favor for a friend. Yes, yes. Um, but it was good times. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I remember there and there was a lot. I know, um, big da- you know Big Daddy Pimp was there. Big Daddy Pimp, Jay, Jay, yeah, Wilson, Jason Wilson, Jason, yeah, 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 yeah. Jason. I know him as Casper because yeah. uh-huh. Casper and I actually trained together. Oh, he was also he was okay, part of okay. Our class, yeah. So, so he was also part of that uh, yeah. regime there. Yeah. Jason Wilson was uh, part of my class. Who else was there? Um, 
Well, there's a uh, there was a gentleman. There wasn't a lot of us, and I can't remember all the students that were there at the time. But I remember, um, you know, Lance was there. His wife Susan. They're always very great to me. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a gentleman by the name of Tim Towers. He was uh, bless his soul. He's gone. He's you know he's gone from the planet. Um, he's a seven foot dude. Wow. Yeah, he was. He had. And I, I don't mean any disrespect by this, you know, rest in peace, Tim, but he had a big Easter Island head. Mm-hmm. Like, he had, like, this giant forehead. Mm-hmm. And he just, he was... Like the giantism. Yeah, like he, was, he was kind of a scary-looking human being. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the way that I got with Lance and Susan to train was I had worked at Walmart with Tim mm-hmm. and uh, this other uh, other gentleman... And I'm, I'm, his name is escaping me, but he was kind of a jerk. Uh, but we don't uh, even know. N- n- keep him nameless. Yeah, <laughs> the, the jerk that shall help remain nameless, because I don't remember. Not Tim. Not Tim. Not Tim. Tim was a great man. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was pretty interesting times there. And um, so, um, when you were training. I, I guess um, did a lot of things like, you know, there's some students that just get in and everything is kind of natural. Um, obviously, you're a bigger gentleman, and you were a bigger gentleman then, I'm assuming. When I first started training, I was uh, I was sub 400 pounds. So sub was, 400. Yeah, I was less than 400 pounds. I would say I was probably around 350. Mm-hmm. This is just kind of right out of high school. Um and I wrestled at I wrestled at uh, two two seventy five weight class heavyweight, and I would amateur play, wrestling. Yeah, wow. and I would play mm-hmm. I'd play football at three twenty five to three fifty, so cutting weight was a bitch. Wow, that's a <laughs> huge cut too. Yeah, you're cutting. I'm trying to cut seventy fifty to seventy five pounds for for wrestling, and uh, you know it it was tough. Yeah, yeah. The days of wearing trash bags in a hot car and just having bottles of water with you. Mm-hmm. Just working pretty hard there to get to get that weight off. Yeah, you know, you know, amateur wrestling. You know, I would like to say, um, I did some of it like uh, not in high school, but like middle school and stuff like that. Um, but um, I've never been a fan of the weight cutting and all that. I get it, like you know, it, like even doing competitive judo, like they want you. But um, I was already a bigger guy, so it was like I was at open weight or or the heaviest weight class anyway. So yeah. I was never trying to cut under. Um, but um but yeah i mean it's a real hard sport and i don't know if i would let my kids actually do it um unless they didn't have problems with weight um like it was easy for them to cut but if it's a struggle like that's a lot of weight like 75 pounds is a whole human being yeah. when you're in high school for some yeah. people <laughs> yeah. it um, was certainly tough there was a lot of times that i didn't make weight so so you basically you came in to um your professional wrestling training um already being an athlete yeah. It, 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 yeah, like right, a big guy. Yeah, but I was it, a big guy, but I was certainly, I was certainly an athlete. I would say, I mean, I ran a five four two forty yard dash in high school. Wow. Yeah. Wow. At, at three hundred pounds. Wow. wow. I was, I was pretty scary. And 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 Rick, how big are you now? About I am uh, four, between four seventy five and five hundred. I fluctuate pretty, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty. And you're you're what about six? I'm right at about six, six foot tall. Foot, about six foot tall. So you're—he's he, a big gentleman. But this guy, uh, you know, you folks at home—if you can't see him, you're not on our Patreon. But that's okay. Um, but he—he he is uh, like a gazelle sometimes in the ring. Um, I've seen this guy do uh, do three quarter rolls better than uh, half our uh, 
guys that are 150 pounds on the indies. So um, it's 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 really cool to see you. Um, really, you know, I'm a bigger guy. I'm 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 335 pounds myself. Um, I. I respect that. You know what I mean? I respect when bigger, like, it's easy for a smaller guy. Let's just be honest. It's easier for them to do a lot of the warm-up drills and, and all those kind of things. So if, if you are going to make it through, it takes a lot to, to get through and persevere and, and, and uh, get through that. Now, granted, us, us big guys, we probably can't run 15 miles or our, you know, our, our joints would just be ripped apart. But, um, but we condition ourselves to be able to perform. Um, and, um, you know, you and I, you know, we wrestle in Florida in the sun, um, sometimes outside, sometimes inside where it's very hot. Sometimes June 12th, <laughs> June 12th, June 12th bash, yeah. another, another beef O'Brady show cataclysm at beef cataclysm. It's a cataclysm now All at right. beef O'Brady's. It is a free show. If you're interested, it is at beef O'Brady's in forest Hills, which is, uh, just kind of off Dale Mabry and, uh, Bush. Boulevard, eighty-eight ten North Himes Avenue. Yep, you, you, uh, you're free to come out. There will be uh, limited available seats. We got about a hundred seats uh, that chairs that will be around the ring um, for you guys to enjoy. Um, but you know, come on down, get some good food, enjoy a free show. Hopefully, I can hook you in and you know make you come down to our August show in St. Petersburg. So, um, but cheap plug for us over here, Tampa Pro Wrestling. Um, moving back to Rick here. Um, so, I mean, obviously, you know, I've always been impressed, especially the way you work. Um, you um, don't try to do things outside of the means or things that don't make sense. I think that's a big issue that we have in this business is psychologically things should make sense. But you also still make the match fun. I think that's a, a lost art sometimes with a lot of folks. Uh, uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah I, I appreciate that. You know, mm-hmm. um like I said, I was trained in 2001. Um, 2009, I met Sinbodi Kazarni, former WWE superstar. Um, one of the silliest gimmicks that anybody could ever be strapped with. And he went out there and still won a match against MVP, who was the United States champion at the time. Yeah, when he was like... I- on top, yeah. MVP, like yeah. really up there. He was on. He was like just upper managing. upper mid card, mm-hmm. you know, uh, champion. And uh, you know, Sin Sin went out and got a victory. And uh, so you know, a few months after that, Sin had been let go. And uh, say late 2009, I I believe I have my timeline correct. 2009, um, Sin started coming around Bourbon Street. Over in Newport Ritchie, where I was working for ACW mm-hmm. uh, at the time, um, you know uh, there was there was some there was some folks out there like George Martell, I believe, was booking at the time. Uh, Ralph Mosca was there. Ralph like, was the owner, or one of the, the one primary of, owner. one of the owners. That, yeah, yeah, and uh, it's kind of it was like uh, ACW kind of revolving door of ownership there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, like uh, George Martell was uh, part of the book there, I believe, and then uh, Eddie Torres was there, and you know, a lot of the lot of Bruce Santees were there. There was a lot of great talent in the state of Florida that came through ACW and Bourbon Street. 
And that's American Combat Wrestling. Yeah. In Newport Richie. Yes, that was American Combat Wrestling. And and at that time, correct me if I'm wrong, did Sin Sin went through Florida Championship Wrestling with Steve Kern, his camp. Right. But that was uh, like originally Steve um, was uh, I, I don't want to speak for him, but but basically he had his own school, which was Hard Knocks. Right. Or David school Mercury Knocks, yeah. uh, yep. uh, and um, which was over on um, uh, in, in Carrollwood off of a uh, gun uh, at the Patriot building. And he um, and then what happened was because of his job at WWE. Or WMF, I'm not sure at the time what it was called. But uh, at the Fed, he had a job as a road agent, and he also trained guys. Um, so they actually kind of associated Florida Championship Wrestling with the feeder. That At that time, it was FCW, which would eventually turn into NXT. Eventually, yeah. um, But so was Sin a developmental talent? At FCW, like he was already wrestled on the indies, and then um, he went over. You I, know, you know, really, I don't know what the um, what uh, you know, I don't know what the the beforehand was with Sin. Mm-hmm. Um, before I don't know before I met him, I don't really know. I know that he was on TV, mm-hmm. and then he had got released. Mm-hmm. But uh, when he did come through ACW, uh, there was a point in time, I believe, 2010, where he was actually the booker and. Uh, he was or helping with the book at least mm-hmm. and he saw one he took one look at what was then hard body rick roberts mm-hmm. with painted on abs and a feather boa <laughs> and was like i'm gonna take this kid under my wing yep. and he uh he did he took me under his wing he taught me a lot he um he got he had me i mean he gave me a character and um the character developed into what it is today he, the character name was Tweedledie. The character idea was a cross between Uncle Fester, a birthday clown, and the Tweedledee and Tweedledum from Alice in Wonderland. It Mm -hmm. was kind of just like, you take this, I'm giving you an idea, you take this idea and make it your own. So I took the idea, I kind of made it my own, I ran with it. So he planted the seed. Mm -hmm. Correct. He kind of gave me an idea of a character that he wanted me to be. Not just on wrestling shows, <coughs> but as well as um, stage shows, which at the time we were doing, uh, we started doing carnival wrestling. <coughs> One second, sorry. Carnival wrestling stage shows um, mm-hmm. at local bars in the area, uh, up and down Ebor Strip. We've performed at Crowbar and numerous other um, local bars in town. You know, and uh, so so you're doing these stage shows. So we're doing Ebor. Yeah, we're doing is it outside of Tampa as well? Uh, it was primarily Tampa, but there was uh, there was some shows that we got booked um, working at uh, SuperCon down in Miami. Mm-hmm. We did uh, some autograph signings for for him, and he was then married to Stacy the Cat Carter from WWE fame. The Cat, yeah. Yeah. Jerry Lawler ex-wife, uh, ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah. wow yeah and uh it was um so she was with him before Jerry or after no this is that this is all after okay so yeah. the cat got with right. okay yeah okay. they kind of met afterwards um wow I never knew that That's yeah pretty cool they um I was actually I had a pleasure of being at their wedding Oh. Uh, you know, unfortunate circumstances led them to no longer be together, mm-hmm. and that's—I mean—that's neither here nor there. I'm—I'm I'm friends with both of them. They're great. You know, they're both great people. They've treated me awesome. 
through the years. We've known each other now for going on over a decade. Um, uh, Sin is still like an uncle to me, and I, I said that in you know previous interviews. And uh, I, I call him Uncle Center for a reason. He's yep. you know he takes he took me under his wing. He's treated me great. Uh, if I need advice, I he's my sounding board. Yeah. You know, hey, can you look at this promo? Uh, hey, can you watch this match? Can you give me some advice? Can you, you know, what do you think? Could I have done different? Could I have done something better? Could I have done something, uh, moved something around? Hey, do you like this promo? Uh, was it too aggressive? Was it not aggressive enough? Was it, you know, not emotional enough? Do I need, what do I, you know, what do I need here or there? Mm-hmm. And he was, he's always been awesome. You know, I've got to meet a lot of cool people. I've got to do a lot of a lot of neat things. These uh, sideshow, freak show, stage shows that we would do, um, you know, a lot of them would be at these little bars where metal bands would play. Uh huh. Like some of these like local metal bands. There's band. I, 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 Is this all over? Like that? Not just like this area, like the Tampa Bay area. Yeah, it's kind of all over. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. And, you know, we're up there on stage doing this crazy stuff and these crazy stunts. And, you know, he's letting somebody throw a dart at his back. And then he turns around. He's the only one that takes him in the chest. Oh, my gosh. So you, you let somebody throw a dart. A real dart. Chest, a Not real like dart. some magnet or something. No, it's this. a 100% real dart. And it would go into his chest. It would go into his chest. And you'd pull him out. And they would, it would just blood just running down. And I, you know, he was. Uh, so there's not much trick to it. No, it's, <laughs> it was just brutality. Just, yeah, it's just take, take the pain. You know. Wow. Uh, he used to do this thing where he would take a, like a, I guess like a seahorse thing, like a like a old like old toy horse that you know kids would play on. Mm-hmm. And he would take a can of dog food and put his finger on the, on the horse, smash the dog food on his hand, and the finger would be fine. Big old dent in the food, the can of dog food. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's he, pretty crazy. He could, he was, as far as taking pain, this guy was, I wouldn't call him a masochist, but he could handle so much. Wow. So, so you, and you would do, like, what kind of things would he have you do? Um, you know, I'd kind of just be background, you know, for, for, for a while. And then, uh, you know, like, uh. I was the world's sexiest lap or the world's largest lap dancer. Oh my! So uh, I I believe the time frame is still around the 2010 area uh, when Edge had tore his Achilles tendon. Mm-hmm. And Edge, Adam, and Sin are, are great friends. They mm-hmm. grew up together in uh, I, I believe Orangeville, Canada, Orangeville, Ontario. Oh, he's Canadian. I yeah, didn't know yeah. Sin was Canadian. Yeah, Sin's Canadian. His his real name is Nick Svetkovich. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, him and him and Adam grew up great friends, and so Adam was uh, living local at the time. Came to the show, we pulled him up on stage, and guess who got to give the the, the rated R superstar a triple X rated lap dance from a six hundred pound man? <laughs> so, uh, so you made it him rated R. <laughs> and and he stole your moves and uh, right. and performed it he's, on Lita on live on right. Raw. He stole he stole my shit. He took my shit. Stole my shit, brother. Don't steal my shit. He made he made oh. it 
He uh, <laughs> he 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 once did an interview. So what were you wearing during the slap dance? So uh, to add some color to this. Yeah. Uh, so well, I mean, you know, I'm a I'm a quite large, rotund, round, egg shaped man. <laughs> I look like a bowling pin with legs. <laughs> so, uh, Sin, his idea was like, uh, I want you to look kind of like the guitarist from ACDC. The one that the uh, like shorts, would do that weird like leg thing, the, the leg kick, with the cut off. Yeah, I know what you're saying, and he like uh, he, he looks like a British uh, a boy, uh, like a student, a boy student in uh, a prep school or something. Yes, yeah. yes, I, I want to say it's Angus Young, and yeah. uh, so he, he he was like, well, I kind of want you like you know Angus from ACDC, but we're gonna get you this beanie with the <laughs> propeller on top. And a bow tie, like a big ass bow tie, like a clown bow tie that's this big, and suspenders, and we're gonna like paint your eyes a little bit, like it looks like you haven't slept in weeks. This <laughs> <laughs> is like, all right, let's do it. I'm in. So was so did you have to do anything else crazy with this? I mean, we did some crazy stuff. We like played, fire breathing or something, um, or, or oh, spitting you know, or whatever. You that's kind of that kind of came a little later in the year in. Uh, um, but like, uh, as far as those shows, we did human whack-a-mole, which was, you know, like uh, when the gopher pops up and you hit right, him in the head. Right. So what we would do is we'd get like motorcycle helmets and put them on each other and just whack each other with steel chairs until we couldn't take it anymore. Is this, is this online anywhere? Absolutely. I- absolutely. Uh, I don't know if it's still up, but you could find it on YouTube, uh, on the Sin versus Stacy YouTube page, uh, just type in Dynamite Death Monkeys on, on YouTube. And Dynamite Death Monkey is that the stage yeah. show name? Yeah, Dynamite Death the Monkey. Dynamite Death Monkeys. Yeah, and then we had you know, uh, we had this seven footer Titan with us, and uh, yeah. Sean Osborne, who was uh, rest in peace. Uh, he was also part part of WWE performance, you know, era, mm-hmm. uh, FCW back before it was NXT, and he was uh, he played a blind stuntman. Oh wow! So uh, you know he'd come out and like we'd do this big schmoz on the on the stage and like one person would go down and Sin would be down on his belly and then I'd be I'd come come in and I'd get drop toe holded onto him and so we'd be in the sixty nine position and <laughs> the blind stunt man would come in and act like he was like Ray Charles and play a piano on my ass and it was <laughs> it was you know uh, yeah I definitely have to oh he found it <laughs> Ben looked it up and he found it yeah so uh, you know we'd do that we'd do that fun stuff and uh, you know uh, seven like I said the seven foot Titan um, you probably met you oh met Mike, Mike yeah yeah, yeah oh yeah Mike's Mike. a good he's brother yeah great he's a great human being mm-hmm. and uh, we used to have so much fun just traveling the roads and screwing with each other we were at uh, we were at IHOP one night and and uh, I was I was trying to eat better. And uh, I had this egg white steak omelet, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a little treat. So mm-hmm. I have some blueberry pancakes. And Mike mm-hmm. reaches over, and he goes, "Hey, brother, you gonna eat that?" Sticks his finger right down in the middle of my blueberry <laughs> pancakes. So I just start eating them while he's got his finger in it, <laughs> make him look like a dick. <laughs> that sounds like something Mike would do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, really, like that kind of led to me getting a job, like a legit. Hey, we want to work with you in the sideshow job. So I got to travel, uh, like tour, yeah, touring. tour. I got to tour with the World of Wonders sideshow, which is the last true traveling ten in one sideshow 
still out there performing today. They still go today? Yeah. Wow. Where do they go to, like, in Tampa they, area? I mean, they, they, they don't come local anymore. Uh, they used to do the Florida State Fair. They um, usually do Orlando now, the Orlando Fair. Um, but they, I mean, they travel all over the nation. Wow. So they, uh, uh, Sin got me hooked up with them, uh, the owner, Chris Christ, and uh, Ward Hall. He's uh, he's known as the king of the sideshow. He passed away uh, a couple of years ago. He was like 81 years old. It was a, it was a great human being, and they uh, they took me under their their wings and they showed me, they taught me, they brought me on the on the road with them. And the original thing was they were we're just going to bring him out and he's going to be the fat man for the sideshow. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, I I kind of want to learn to do something. I don't want to just be the fat guy in the sideshow. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so they taught me how to eat fire and. Um, hammer a nail into my nose and and put a spoon in my nose and uh, lay on beds of nails and you know do all this crazy stuff. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I I was kind of unprepared. I didn't I didn't bring any cool tricks this time. You know, I didn't bring any cool things to to do. Maybe the next time Tweedle die round two. Yeah, yeah we'll have, we'll definitely have to have to get that done. Um, so. Is so you're doing that? Why did you stop doing the sideshow? I guess what what, what happened? Uh, you know, it's, it just it became it became a lot being away from from family. Yeah, you know, I'd go and do these month long spots. You know, they it, it was a guest spot because they'd bring me out as you know, hey, this is Tweedledee, professional wrestler. Uh, so it was a guest performance spot and the, it was it just became a lot being away from family and mm-hmm. uh i i'm very i'm a very much a family man um you know and in real life i mean real life sits in you settles in and you yeah. start you know i met like i i uh, i met at the time i met a girl and i was like thought that i was gonna you know we were gonna kind of settle down and you know that ended up being not a thing like uh mm-hmm. just kind of fell apart and now i'm married to my beautiful wife and yep. we've been together uh going on six years in february oh, excellent excellent and um so when you were doing the stage show stuff you were still wrestling still wrestling and were were you mainly just wrestling in the florida independence i mainly Primarily wrestled in Florida Independence, but I've I've been to eleven different states and wrestled in eleven different states. Okay, yeah. uh, is there um, is there any? At one time, you told me that you um, you actually had a tryout with a, WWE. I did have a tryout in WWE uh, with WWE in 2012. It. Uh, <laughs> You know, it didn't go so well because when I got there, it was um, I was out of shape. I hadn't been in a ring in two or three months. I hadn't, I wasn't ring ready. I my cardio sucked. My I you know I blew it. I mean I blew it. You know, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't it wasn't a tryout camp like they are now. It was hey, they got my email from someone, which was you know awesome i'm glad somebody you know reached out to me yep Mm -hmm. um you know and i'm glad somebody was looking out for me thought most of you to actually recommend you right i mean i think that's a big piece too um so i got the tryout i got to go and try out in front of uh, norman smiley and um 
Was it Regal? Regal was there. Matt Bloom? Bill, this was before. This Bill was before DeMott? Bloom. This was Bill DeMott. Okay. And uh, they all had one good thing to say, and it was that my bumps were excellent. <laughs> they said for a 500-pound for a man, you bump really well. And uh, they, they wanted to see more, and I, like I said, I had dropped the ball. I was, uh, I was very unhealthy at the time. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't good. Uh, so I was really disappointed in myself, and I kind of, I, you know, I took a, I took a little bit of a hiatus, I guess, away from wrestling at the time, yeah. because I was really, uh, really down on myself and disappointed, and uh, I kind of had fallen into some depression yep. at the time, and uh, you know, I probably took about six months, wow. um, kind of just to myself to kind of reflect on that missed opportunity, you mm-hmm. know, because because you don't know if that's ever going to come again, and, right? And it may not. Um, and that's not the end of the world, but you know, I, I think a lot of people in this business or people that want to get into business, people that are early in the business and even people that have been around for a while, they don't realize, um, the mental angst that you're going to put yourself like, like, like we all know about the physical side. Yeah. I think everybody's out like, that's pretty obvious, but the mental toll it takes on you. Seeing guys that like, getting opportunities have been in wrestling not as long as you, or maybe they, you know, they weren't the guys that paid the dues or set up the ring or did all the things that you're told that you're supposed to do because that is the right thing to do. Um, but you see some people get opportunity, you see some people get signed, and you're like, how did that happen? And I'm still sitting here. Um, but I always say, you know, you can't, um, you can't um, focus on the you know what you can't control and the only person you can control is yourself yeah i uh you know i'm i'm always happy for my friends um you know you know i it's great to see a lot of um it's great to see a lot of talent go out there and and get signed or do you know dark matches or what have you um i'm always proud of my friends i don't ever let what my friend's success is hold me back or make me upset because why you know why would I I'm the one that's not not up to par if I'm not getting those opportunities you know what I mean yeah so the I I shouldn't be upset at my friends because they're getting opportunities I should be happy for my friends and proud of my friends exactly I admire whenever I've I've been on numerous shows with guys that have been to the top and I've been on shows that uh, where I think that you know Guys have potential. I love coming and seeing the new talent. And, I mean, you know, I try to take take guys under my wing and, and take them and, and get them opportunities elsewhere so they have uh, another place to work other than, you know, not for nothing, but, you know, if your guys are working here in, at Tampa Bay Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hey Dax, you got anybody that wants to get in the car and go yep. to such and such? I, show? I, I've been one of those folks. I, yeah. You know, I remember we had a long trip up to uh, Alabama, yep. and um, I think it was New Wave. New Wave, yep, yep. We can, yep, Ken Wheeler, yep, yeah, we can. Um, his company, we wrestled uh, in an old car dealership. I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure. I'm pretty um, sure it was an old old. It used was an car old dealership. car dealership. Ken rolls up in this Escalade. I remember vividly because I still see Ken all the time. Shout out to Ken. Yeah, 
I like he's Hollywood. He's Hollywood. Ken Wheeler is Hollywood, and I I like that's his gimmick. I can't tell you. I I like Ken a lot. Ken is really good people. His wife Kelsey is very very nice person too. Yeah, she's a sweetheart, and uh, I see him uh, pretty much every time I go up to uh, SWA uh, um, SWA up in Pavel, Georgia. Yeah. Um, Also, also that company's run by some some awesome people too. Preston, yeah, he's fantastic. Preston's good people too, and um. But going back to that, so so we're there, um, and I remember we get there, and they had a brand new ring. It was a sixteen foot ring, and it was a low boy. Low boy, yeah. And it was so new that they never put it together yet. <laughs> so we got there, and the ropes. It was a monster ring, and I own two monster rings, so I know the ropes. When you get the ropes, they're loose. When you get them, because they just hang them to make sure that they fit, and then it's your job to tighten them up. Well, no one tightened the ropes up. And so we're literally, like, the ropes are not taut at all. And I'm like, guys, just get a ratchet out and, like, get that done. But it was too close to the show time, and they're like, we got to do the show. So we lit- everybody literally wrestled in that ring with loose ropes. You could like if you hit the ropes, you literally had to fake it so you wouldn't fall through them. So it was like just don't hit the ropes. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure I didn't hit them at all. Yes, um, and um, but but anyway, that was an awesome car trip. I think we killed an armadillo I, I'm on the pretty, way home. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, sure at four o'clock in the morning. I'm pretty you, sure I hit an armadillo. Yes, and and I just said keep going, bro. Listen, just keep going. Uh, on my last most recent car trip to New Heights. I'm pretty sure I killed an owl that was just standing oh. in the road. Oh, jeez. Don't tell my wife. My wife loves owls, and if she ever finds out, she'll probably kill me. Was that a, the car we rode? Was that a Mazda? Yeah. It was Mazda a Mazda 5. Mazda 5. It was a bigger, yeah. bigger Mazda. It was cool. It was like this little minivan, but not a minivan. It was called a, they call it a sport wagon. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, and, and, and for people to know, Rick is an awesome wheel man. He and Rick don't let anyone else drive. He no. drives the whole time. Don't, you don't trust it. I think. I don't, I don't it, trust. Anybody. Is there more to that? Is it just you just don't trust people? No. Well, see. Okay. My grandfather. Uh, he. You know. This is kind of uh, off subject, but my grandfather was a police officer, and my granddad would never let anyone else drive, ever. He didn't trust anybody. So the he would literally trust when I got my license because he taught me how to drive. Mm-hmm. I could drive. He taught my uncle how to drive. My uncle could drive. No one else. My 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 mother couldn't drive. My grandmother couldn't drive. He insisted on driving everywhere. He would do all the errands. He would do all the running. Didn't care. He would. He didn't want to. He wanted to be behind the wheel. And I think a lot of it was uh, just because of who he was as a person. He, if anything was going to happen bad, it it was going to be on him. He won the responsibility. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a very noble thing. And I feel like that's kind of how I am. Like if something bad is going to happen, it's going to be my, it's going to be on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want anybody else to to end up having that on their shoulders. Gotcha. You want to take the right. brunt of that, right? If something happens, well, that's very you know very noble. And I don't sleep in the car uh, very well, so I was up the whole whole time with you being your. Uh, your navigator there. Well, which is two, awesome. The, because, the two know, biggest guys. Seven-hour road trips uh, you know, are tough when yeah. it's seven-hour one way or six-hour it, It's hour seven way. hours there. Yeah. Be at the show for four hours. 
get some food, try to get some food, and then seven hours home. Yeah. So you're home at 7 o'clock in the morning. 6.30, 7 Yeah. And your day's fucked. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, basically. And I'm still at 38 years old doing these long five and a half, six hour road trips. Yeah. Driving the whole way. And usually have to be at work at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. Yep. He's crazy. He's crazy. <laughs> um, I don't work on the weekends. Only wrestle. Um, so, so, so that's really cool. Um, you know, that's really noble. You know, and and to the young guys out there, you know, look out for each other on the road when you are traveling. Be responsible. Don't drink and drive. Absolutely. That kind of stuff. Absolutely. Um, ben, what time are we at? Eleven thirty-five. No, what time is that? That on? Oh, it's second take is uh, twenty-six minutes. We're at twenty-six minutes. For the second take, I don't know what the fuck it was. Okay. Um. So, Rick, um, I guess, I guess, how do you see currently the wrestling scene on the independence in Florida, or or the South in general? You know, um, I don't do a lot of uh, local stuff anymore. I don't see a lot of the local. Uh, the local guys, I do. I love having Tampa Bay Pro come out to the restaurant. Um, I can kind of get a grasp of some of the new guys yep. and some of the new girls and stuff. Um, I was always taught leave wrestling better than when than how you found it. Mm-hmm. So my goal was always to try and leave it better than how I found it. Um, uh, part of that is you know professionalism i try to be very courteous and professional uh you know in the locker room at a show if i'm at a show and i'm not on the show you know i i will generally pay to to go sit in the crowd Mm -hmm. if i'm not on the show um unless i'm invited you know and somebody's like hey you invited come come talk to the guys right come hang out you know um i think that that's important because you're supporting you know, the business and the future, you know, um, how I see it, I see it, uh, it's going to thrive. Um, you know, we, we've, we've got a lot of great talent up and coming talent. There's, um, there's a lot of guys that I've seen. I, I, you know, there's so many schools locally, you know, you've got the wrestling lab, um, with Jay lethal and David Mercury and big con, You've got Death Proof. And, and, and Matt Seidel. Matt Seidel's over there, he, too. I believe Matt is over there. Don't don't quote me, Matt, but I believe he. I believe Matt's over That's there. That's new to me, mm-hmm. so I, I, I apologize. Uh, you've got the Death Proof Dojo, uh, which is Tampa with Chris Silvio mm-hmm. and, and, and Vic. Vic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've got Frankie and the WWN training school Francisco mm-hmm. Francisco Chiazzo uh and uh Sideshow is helping there as well um you've still got the the Dudley influenced school 3D. in in Orlando Devon which mm-hmm. is Devon Dudley Academy yep you've got so many good places to go and learn pro wrestling Flatbacks Flatbacks is another one yep. Tyler Breeze Tyler Breeze and then Sean. Natalia Nightheart and Tyson Kidd have a, a a school here in Tampa as well. In West of Chapel, Seven yep. Hills area. Yep. But I, I don't know if that's a actual like you can enroll. I think that's an invite only type situation. Right. But it's but still there's yeah, the, 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 there's still training yeah, students. The, yeah. The, 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 
they're, they're churning folks out. Um, and I guess um, we, you know, right now, like I like I always look at the pro. I think right now, personally, I think we're in a weird lull in independent wrestling, specifically, and it's not just Florida. Um, I think because uh, we're still getting out of the COVID times. Yeah. Um, people, people's just general behavior changed during that time. People got used to just kind of watching content online, different street. They dabbled with streaming services, things like that. There weren't because there weren't sports going on during that time. So they started dabbling into Disney Plus, and now we got Peacock, the WWE well, Network. Yeah, you had streaming uh, services, New yeah. Japan Pro Wrestling. If you're into that, um, you know Impact Plus on Fight. There was all sorts of these different avenues that were out there, and there's a lot of wrestling on YouTube, uh, on Daily Motion, on, on all these other uh, sites on Fight um, that you don't need. Like, there's no paywall. Like, yeah. you can essentially watch. You know, like I, I'm over at MLW, and at MLW, our product is free on YouTube, yeah. Um, and Fight TV. That's so, also, I, I, and let me cut you off. I think that MLW puts some of the best wrestling shows on TV right now. I, I, I appreciate wrestling. that because I'm part of that team, and and we work really hard, and um, they. Um, you know, they rest their hat on, on excellence in wrestling. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah, there is some fun gimmick stuff and um, and things like that. Um, it's, it's it's a really well-balanced show, but wrestling is a, the, the focal point. And I think that's wonderful. I think that as a professional wrestler and a fan of professional wrestling, as all of us are um, in wrestling, I think that's really important to the product. Um, shout out to MLW. Uh, we are filming next week at Philadelphia at 2300 Arena. On, That's awesome. That's um, the ECW Arena. Yes, it is. That's this awesome. This is probably my fifth or sixth time performing so there. Many, so many names have gone through that building. And you know, when you talk about wrestling, you talk about Raven, Sandman, Tommy yep. Dreamer, Taz. You know, even, even as a kid, I wasn't really big into ECW. Uh, when I got into wrestling, I was a WCW fan mm-hmm. because yep. that's what we had locally. Locally, yep. And uh, you, a lot of local guys were over there too. A lot of local guys mm-hmm. were over there. Yeah. And so, so MLW is uh, Friday the thirteenth, May thirteenth, twenty twenty two, twenty three hundred Arena. Tickets are on sale MLW.com. Um, come check us out. Um, the tickets are very affordable. Um, it's a fun show, um, and. Just uh, it's well worth the the price of admission and more. And if you come out there and you want an autograph from Doctor Dax, just ask the folks. Okay, I'll hook you up. It, just say you listen to the Dax cast. Anyway, moving on to business at hand. Um, you know, you asked me earlier how uh, how I got in. Well, Liam actually asked me how I got into pro yeah. wrestling. Mm-hmm. And uh, the funny thing is, is my uncle was trained by the Malinkos. And and who was your uncle? His name was Brian Wade, and uh, he never really did much. He did a couple of shows for Old Man Malenko. Mm-hmm. Um, Boris. Boris, yes, mm-hmm. correct. Dean and Jody's father. Dean and Jody's dad, mm-hmm. and uh, we always called him the old man. Mm-hmm. You know, we, my granddad and I would would go, and he'd bring him a cup of coffee in the morning, and they'd and you know, and we'd just sit and you know, watch him train, watch the, the students, and we saw so many, so many names come through there. 
you know, but at the time they weren't names. Yeah. You know, Lightning Kid. Uh, X-Pac. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, Eddie Guerrero was. X-Pac actually was from St. Petersburg. Yeah. You know, um, I never realized that until I was at the Hard Rock Casino and met Sean. Yeah. Sean Waltman, Nick Spock, Sean. there, and he talked with me for like 30 minutes when I said I was, uh, I, I would think I was training at the time. but Sean is one of the most sincere, nicest human beings on the planet Earth. Yep. He is such a nice guy. Um, but Eddie Guerrero, and you know, this is a hush-hush name, like Chris Benoit, used yep. to come through there when mm-hmm. I was a kid. So, Chris, so I'm confused, so Eddie... Eddie lived in Lando Lakes, mm-hmm. to my knowledge, um, and um, Chris. So, so why was Eddie? So, I guess Eddie was there because he it was local, and he just needed a gym to work out in. Is they that just what it was? Through and see, you know, work see out with Dean. And, with well, Dean, I guess Dean. he's friends with Dean. He's so. friends with Dean. Yeah. You know, they've been friends with Dean and Jody for years. Um, and Joe, Joe, uh, I still get to see Joe occasionally at the Legends lunches. Yep, we just saw him this past Friday, or yeah, yeah Friday. Yeah, yep, uh, we were there. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to see him. And he's still he jacked. Oh, yeah. He's still jacked. Yeah, and he will stretch you like a damn pretzel if yep. you let him. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't play him. Yep. <laughs> Do not mess with him. He will turn <laughs> you inside out. Yeah. And use you as a puppet. Yeah. Amazing guy. Um, but um. Compared, so I, I think right now we're at this weird time where people are used to get things for free, right? Yeah. So they can watch online, watch from the comfort of their home, their safety of their home, I guess. Uh, it, it, it depended on how you look at the world, um, but you know. So we're still kind of trying to pull folks out, and I, I really think like these ball shows that you know Beefs is sponsoring for the Tampa Bay Pro. This is really helping us kind of like regarner. Um, you some know, attention. Uh, some attention. Yeah. Also, in our old stomping grounds, yeah. Um, because we used to run over the big top in Hillsboro, yeah. and this allows some of those folks to come out. And it's like, hey guys, you know, St. Petersburg isn't that far away. We run shows in Pinellas. Right. You know, it's not that far to track over. I but. think it's just, it's 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 time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. It's been almost three years. It's yeah. time. Everybody's ready to come back and. And uh, it's part. It's as as it's part of our job as promoters or, you know, um, you know, entertainment side of things mm-hmm. to bring them back. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Um, movie theaters are still struggling. Yep. Uh, but the box office numbers are still there. Yeah. So that we know that that people are seeing are wanting to see the entertainment. And and pro wrestling, you need fans. Correct. Like we, it, like we've it's tried so to, you know, tough. like the pandemic days, we did it's do some so, close, so and it's very difficult without I mean, that energy to feed you know, off. Of. Like you, like you said, we we start we at the end of the day, we're fans, and uh, you know, I try to watch current product, and uh, you know, during the Thunderdome times, it was so hard to watch wrestling. And, and, and here's the thing: they tried, they tried. like, dude, they I, thought outside the box. I, and I respect the shit. Out of those tech guys, the production guys, for putting that like freaking three hundred Zoom calls, video walls up, yeah. and then you don't know what the hell these people are going to do right. on those no those idea. video walls. I mean, there's yeah. well, what repercussion is there? Turning you off? That's all they can do. So I yeah. mean, you know, you had some craziness that was going on with that, which kind of made it a little bit fun in a sense because we laugh it off. But um, but um, but regardless, I applaud them. 
I really do. You know, it, it, you know, we taped um, four months of shows at MLW over at the Gilt in Orlando with no fans. I, I literally pipe and draped the, the half that building off, and we wrestled um, for twelve hours a day. Well, not every, not everyone. Twelve hours of video shooting a day, almost. I felt like <laughs> it, you know, it may have been a little less actual video, but but still, it was a lot of work. And it was hard without fans. Yeah. Um, and we need you guys. We need the fans out there. You, like you guys, uh, you know, it, 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 it's just like watching football. Like trying to watch football without fans. Like like right now watching what is it? USFL. USFL is tough. It's it's, it's so hard like to watch it. it's almost like I, dude. Like even if these guys are really good, I really don't want to watch this because I like football. But do I like it enough to sacrifice like some of the the fun thing or like that deficiency exists there? Personally, I think they should just let people in for free and then just see who shows up. But you know, not but, like they would lose anything. Yeah, I mean, they well, they wouldn't lose anything and just it'd stick everybody on you know hard cam side. You know, but um, you know they like they should try. But that's just my I'll get off my soapbox about that. But I think it's just um, you know you know it's it's not a quick fix. I've Crazy. seen some yeah holy water spread uh, soapbox. I uh, I think we're getting to the point. Where things are going to start picking up finally, thank goodness, and um, it's just a matter of time, and we just got to keep working hard. Um, at, at Tampa Bay Pro, like I, I kind of held off. I had a lot of video, um, but I kind of held off on producing it so often because when we did come back, I wanted to be ready to rock and roll. Because honestly, I didn't know when we were going to have to stop again. Yeah, like we like we kept getting in these situations where we had to stop and go, stop and go, and. And, like, I kind of just held it up, and I was like, I'm going to get this stuff ready to rock and roll, but, you know, we'll start it on a regular schedule when we get back to right, this. Right, especially so. here in Florida because there, no, uh, there was no real, like, certain, you know, like, answer. It was just, no? yeah. all right, well, you can do this, but you can't do this. Yeah. Why can't I do that? It's like the same thing as that. Yeah. It's just a lot of contradictory uh, stuff that was going on. And, like, you know, being a guy, you know, that has a training center, that was hard too. I had a lot of guys drop off because they were afraid of training. Their wives were getting on them or their husbands were getting on them about it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, th- th- there was a constant battle. And um, But but here we are. We're still here. Um, I guess, um, why did you become a professional wrestler? I didn't get to that really. Like, why did I? Yeah, yeah. so, like, you know, you're growing up, you're playing, um, you're doing all these sports, football, amateur wrestling, Etc. Why? Like, what got you into wrestling? Like, like actually, like the um, you know, like like made you a fan. I guess Sting. Sting. That's funny because Boone said the same thing. Stang. <laughs> Stang, baby. Stang. Stang. And, uh, it's Sting. That's my Tony Schiavone. So Sting. So are we talking Beach Boy Sting? We're talking Beach Boy Sting. Rat tail blonde. Cut off, crew, crew cut, cut. Yep. paint, makeup, colorful, bright colors. Okay, I got to cut. I got. I'm sorry, I got to interject here. Why does Sting do the woo? And it's Ric Flair does the diff, woo. It's a different woo. How is it different? Because when Flair when Flair does the woo, it's woo. It's it's a more from the woo. chest. Yeah. When when Sting does it, it's woo. 
It's like a battle cry. I mean, it's a different kind of I, woo. I mean, I think that's somewhat gimmick infringement, personally. Uh, yeah. Steve, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I gotta think Rick gave him heat. Probably, he probably still gives him shit to this day. Like you stole my shit, bro. You stole my shit. That's you my, shit. my shit. I'm the woo guy. But isn't it like I, I can't be the, like? Have you thought about that before? I, I, I can't, Ben, have you thought about that? You never thought like, why is this guy wooing? Right. It's more of a. It's more. It's not really more of. A, it's not so much. It's a, a woo. What it's, you... it's it's a woo, not a, like woo. <sighs> this is a technicality. I think. Yeah, but we'll let you off on here. But I, 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 love, it's the I same. Love it's the same thing. I love Sting. Okay, but okay, we'll get off the woo thing. Okay, so <laughs> Sting, bright colors, bright makeup, he neon he, pink, right. orange. But he was also very athletic and muscular. Like he was, he just he drew people in. Okay, here. So, so one other thing. So the and then again, so the reason Sting. Is name Sting? Is it because he's a scorpion? And Scorpion Sting? Do, do Scorpion Sting, Ben? They have stingers on their tails. So, so th that's why he's called Sting. Yes. Because he's a scorpion. Yes. Is that right? Sting. 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 <laughs> hey, do you know White Scorpion? I do know White. You know scorpion. White Scorpion? So there's a guy in the Florida Indies, and he look, he's Beach Boy Sting. Sting. He's staying. He's he pulls it off too. By the way, he looks fantastic. He does look a lot like Sting, and he's he comes to every show in a suit, a full suit, like a three full piece suit, three piece suit, and tie, <laughs> and he is he's he's staying. He's staying, but he's he's White Scorpion. Yeah, I like him. I would like to know more. I've only met him twice. Uh, I have done shows with him a few times over the years. And he's uh, fit as fuck, too. Yeah, he's, he's in, in, great he's in shape. great shape. He's kind of older fella. He's uh, he's probably my age, if not older. He's for, he's over 40. Yeah, 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 I would think. Uh, I, I know that he used to work for Al Hardiman. Uh, rest in peace, Al Hardiman. Al Hardiman used to run shows back in the day. Um, and uh, they were not real great shows. But, uh, you know... You, you start somewhere, right? Everyone got to start somewhere. Right. Even even White Scorpion. Even White Scorpion. <laughs> White Scorpion. Awesome. So Sting. So, okay, let's get back to Sting. I'm sorry. I keep getting off the rail. But that's the best part about it. It's my show, right? So whatever. Hey, you, it's um, your show. Who booked this shit? You um, it, So. You literally so Sting, messaged me yesterday. Said, hey, can you be on the podcast? Sure. Hey, this was been planned for months. Listen, this is a professional podcast. This is a, a world-class studio um, that we're I shooting said my in my pleasure here. via text message yesterday. Listen, I'm not, I'm not doing this to be the best podcast in Florida, okay? Well, then what the hell are you in it for? <laughs> we're the only because we need a podcast centralized in Florida whoa, whoa, that, whoa, talks whoa, whoa, whoa. that talks about wrestling. Does... Um, uh, uh, well, Handshakes is gone. Um, Demon's gone. Gone. To as far as we know. In so, like uh, um, Nova's thing. Nova, gone. little midget doing no. Little midget. Yeah, Nova. Oh, Aaron. Yeah. Um, no, he's I don't, tiny. He, he doesn't do anything. Oh. 
Like, okay. POW did like one episode of a podcast. They stopped. That was a webcast, I think. What? Um, you see the look on my face. I'm very confused. I don't know what the difference between podcast and webcast are. Well, this is both. Okay. We're both, brother. Oh, cool. This is Patreon webcast. And oh. If you want right, to see our my cut. If, if, if you want to see. I want see, my cut. Tweedle cut die. me a check. Yeah. Shh. Listen. Listen, I got your blueberry pancakes at IHOP. Believe me, I got you. Bro. All right, dinner after a show. Okay, I won't put my finger in it. You promise? But Ben might put something else in it. Never mind. No, whoa, okay. whoa, whoa. <laughs> X-rated. Cut, 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 cut. Uh, we don't need dirty Dax in here. Um, dirty dirty Dax. <laughs> so I tried to, you, you said dirty Dax. I want to tell, tell you, I tried, a, I tried a country gimmick, and I was. Uh, a country gimmick? I tried a country gimmick a few years ago, and I was Dirty Dick Roberts. Dirty Dick Roberts. <laughs> Came out with a cowboy hat and blue jeans and a vest on. You know, your tag partner should have been Richard Delicious. You know, Shout out to Wayne Van Dyke. Rest in peace, Wayne. And yep. Wayne was my tag partner for several years. Yep. But you never as that gimmick. Never as that gimmick. But that would have worked. That would have worked. <laughs> um, I guess, uh, so Sting got you... Influenced Sting. Sting, was, back. Sting got me. Sting got me in. So, but he got. I guess if you watch WCW, everybody, it was Sting. Yeah, like, like was he Sting. was the Hogan. It was Sting. You know, Sting. Sting was WCW. WCW Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. Before um, Hogan was the right, WCW before, Hogan. right before WCW. <laughs> and then he didn't even like being Hogan in WCW. He became Hollywood Hogan. Right. But that's a whole other story. And it made lots of money. Um. So Sting got you into it, and you were just watching it. Like, did you have cable? Like, I was poor. I didn't have cable. I watched we WWE had cable. Super We had WWE cable, Super and Super. I would go over to my uncle's house, um, my Uncle Brian, who, was, like I said, was trained by the Malinkos. So I, we would go watch WCW Saturday night, Saturday morning. What, what, what show, WCW? Saturday. Saturday, like, whatever this. Saturday Live. The, the See, I never on watched that one. 605 on TBS. It was TB. Is this when the guys were in Orlando shooting? Uh, I believe so. Okay. I believe so. I don't. But they, those weren't just job matches? I thought they were mainly enhancement type matches. I, you know, I don't, the, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, but you I, remember watching I, I, yeah, it. Yeah, I was a yeah. kid, man. I, yeah. uh, it's, you know, we're talking over 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, my, and then, uh, like I said, my uncle was in, uh, he, was, he got in the business. Like, he was trained by Jody and Dean and... Uh, um, the old man Malenko, and um, that's kind of how I, I was there. So I, you were watching. So, so so you were getting hit from multiple angles, right? So you were so a we're, fan TV fan, and right. then you were also you had family in the business, right? So we're at the school one one year off of uh, Lazy Lane. Yep. And they had a the ring. They had two rings, one ring, and then there was like a like a, a dip, and then there was another ring. Well, usually one ring they would use for, like, shooting, like uh, Jody would train, mm-hmm. you know, with all the, the guys that wanted to learn the more, like, uh, the more advanced stuff on how to protect yourself and whatnot. And, uh, you know, then, you know, Dean and the old man would kind of teach the the wrestling, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so I couldn't have been but 10 or 11 years old. And I walk in, and, and Dean's asking me, he goes, where's your girlfriend? I'm a kid. I don't have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He goes, no, where's your girlfriend? Little Debbie. 
and I chased Dean all around that gym. <laughs> I probably lost 15 pounds just chasing Dean because he would go around one ring, up into the ring, down into the dip, up into the next ring, and I'd, I'd just be trying to follow him the best I could, and he'd just keep running me. And I was, I, like I said, I'm 10 or 11 years old, so I'm still a little – I'm just a little pudgy, little fat kid running around the gym at this point, chasing Dean. Chasing Dean, the Billy, the man of a thousand holds. Because a lot the of people, Iceman. right? A lot of people didn't see like they saw Dean Malik on TV, and they're like, oh, he's kind of boring or bland, mm-hmm. you know, because he's he's a fantastic wrestler, but as far as uh, entertaining, he he didn't hold a lot of entertainment value, but. The funny part about Dean was Dean was a jokester, man. He was such a prankster. He would just mess. He would rib people all the time. Mm-hmm. He was always just busting balls, and it was so fun. So you know, uh, I I really like. I it's so memorable to, memorable to me, and the way I was treated as a child by these guys stuck with me all these years. Yeah, yeah. And, That's so uh, awesome. Yeah, and. Uh, you know they like I've always was a fan. I mean I've always been a fan. So would you go to independent shows back then? I never went to independent shows. We Did you know to, they existed? I not until two thousand and one did i know when i when i was training that independent shows existed you know i'm the same way well i knew there was independent like but when i was that age you know we're about the same age um i was was like 18 i was like in high school i'm like there's wrestling like other like to me it was like there's backyard wrestling trampoline wrestling yeah like that's basement wrestling that's what i do with my buddies you know uh, or amateur wrestling or uh, at ufc you know we know like old ufc at that time with Dan Savern and Ken Shamrock and stuff like that, but Tank Abbott, you, like the uh, the whole the um, you know uh, the, the bar fighting style. Um, but um, so so you were a fan back then, right? And then what made you? So was it your uncle's influence that you're like, hey, I want to train yeah. as well? Yeah, and uh, he actually the for the first couple of uh, first couple of weeks he would go to training with me. And he would get in the ring, and he would help train the students and stuff, um, you know, there at La- with Lance and mm-hmm. Susan because he knew his stuff, you know. So this is um, probably – so when you first got in, like your first like, – when do you take your first bump, you think? What year? 2001. 2001. Yeah. So um, first so- match didn't come until about 2004 because I had uh, – had some stuff come up. You know, I was 18 years old. A yeah. lot of a lot of stuff happened. Life, life sometimes comes fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I still tried to. I still tried to get in, and train, and 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 uh, do stuff where I could. Um, but was Lance hard on you because you were a big guy? Lance was not hard on me. There was a guy there, the guy that was supposed to remain, remain nameless. His name was Tom. Now that I think about it. We'll just say, leave it at Tom. Uh, well, I don't know his last name, so. Okay. But Tom was a complete dickhead, and he would chop the shit out of me just for no fucking reason. I hate that shit. Like, chopping in practice. No, like, I like, listen. Like, why I under- fucking chop? Like, I'm okay like with chopping in practice, but you don't need to chop me fucking 40 times. No, it, well, that's what I mean. Like, people would, like, rip each other apart right. in practice. I don't need to go home with a bloody freaking chest, yeah. you know, from training. Like, yeah. I, I get it. I know what a chop feels like. I don't need you. Don't need to yeah. make me bleed and cut me open. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, 
so so you go through you train for what about a year and then you kind of on and off a little bit yeah well kind of like so i trained with them for probably like eight weeks or so uh-huh and uh like i said i had some stuff come up financially i couldn't afford to pay for school anymore mm-hmm. um so you know i kind of fell away from it for a little bit but then i i had met some people that had a ring and we'd roll around in the back backyard or whatever and then um 2004 so you stayed in shape basically yeah in that time it wasn't like you were gone right gone. right you i wasn't like gone, gone. completely checked out I'd but still but, be like but you're like hey i trained right like i hey, finished I, up right. but i need to stay kind of try to right. stay in shape from where you'll do this later. right so like 2004 i started kind of working some some shows down in like ruskin area mm-hmm. and uh um Riverview and Gibsonton. And my first three years, I worked probably 500 matches in in a, in a year. Wow! Because I would. And there I was would, a lot of shows. Like I back would in do, o, like I 04? would do every show that I could. If I was doing a triple shot, if I could do a triple shot, I was doing a triple shot. I, if I could do a show Friday and then two shows Saturday and then a show Sunday, I was doing it. Wow! Yeah. And and, it, it, and before I knew better, before I knew we had a bump card, I was bumping all the time wow i would bump for guys three four five times a match six times a match mm-hmm. wow and um so were the paydays better back then hell no they weren't better back then <laughs> well see like here's the thing that guys tell me they're like man in the early 2000s you would never make less than 50 dollars. i guess it kind of depends who you were and who you were working for Interesting. You know okay. what I mean? I was doing a lot of uh, what they would call kind of outlaw mud shows, uh-huh. making ten, twelve dollars, fifteen dollars, and mm-hmm. a hot dog. Yep. You know, um, but my but first you're breaking three, in. Yeah, my first three years, I thought that was what it, what it was. You know, like that was that's what you get. Yeah. So, who was your first match? Can you remember? First match, I cannot. Honest, like honest to God, first match I can't remember. Like in a show, like a public yeah, show, not trading or something. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, re- like off the top of my head, I couldn't remember. How many matches do you think you've had in your life, like not counting trading, sh- like like only a, like actual public shows? I would say at least a couple thousand. A couple thousand, at wow. least, because like I said, for the first three years, I probably wrestled five hundred shows a year. Yeah. Because I was wrestling every weekend, sometimes two and three times a and, weekend. And, and at that time, the industry was on fire. Yeah. Like crazy. Yeah. And so, you know, years go by. I need to ask, because you have been around this long. So when the whole Benoit incident happened, and you know how, like, you know, WWE kind of went more corporate, did you, did you guys th- see a, f- a drop in shows and in in interest in professional wrestling on the indies at that time, or did it not affect it at all? I don't think it honestly affected it really at all. Not at all. I don't think so. I'm I just think curious. that it stayed. I think it stayed pretty steady. Gotcha, gotcha. Do you think that there's more wrestlers or less wrestlers now on the independents? Oh, there's got to be more. A lot more. Yeah, I think. I mean, like I said, we talked about it earlier. There's so many. Just this microphone. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to project. Yeah. There's so many schools. You know, there's so many places that are popping out. Talent. So there wasn't that many schools back then. I don't. I don't recall that there was. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously we knew we had the because Marine it was Coast. it was it was tougher finding schools. Yeah. 
um, you know, like I think that I think I remember seeing an ad for uh, the Malenko School in like a PWI magazine mm -hmm. um, before I was old enough to get in the business. But by the time I was old enough to start training, the Malenko School was closed. Yeah. So. You know, yeah, I write in the same thing. Like, one of the reasons I moved from Rochester, New York, finished up some college stuff, got my associates and moved down here to finish up my college, my bachelor's. And um, one of the big reasons was because I did want to wrestle. And um, I knew Hulk Hogan was in Florida, in Tampa. Um, I knew that um, there was Dean Malenko school. And... Um, by time I got around, I looked into it when I first got here, but I was doing like, you know, college and then I working in the tech world and all that kind of stuff, kind of breaking in that business. Um, but I knew it was around. And I remember I looking up Dean Malenko's school, but Dean was gone. The school was gone, but I remember Lazy Lane was there because I actually ended up buying a house near Lazy Lane, like not that far in, in plantation. Yeah. So. It, it's kind of like a small world that we live in. Um, but, yeah, I remember because we're around the same age, like up in upstate New York, there were no schools. If you wanted to go wrestling school, you had to go Killer Kowalski's yep. in Boston. Yep. Like that was like the – or, I mean, you heard about Johnny Rods later after ECW started taking off because, like, Bubba Ray Dudley and those guys were trained by Johnny Rods. But that was about it. Like you didn't – like up there um, – and you heard about Monster Factory with um, Mike Sharp and things yep. like that, but but um, Iron Mike Sharp, yep, um, one of the best trainers in the country. Yep, and, uh, and Monster Factory still goes. Um, actually, shout out to Monster Factory; they're helping us out next week at MLW. Um, we got a bunch of their camp kits coming in. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to, uh, you know, get into wrestling and. What happened was when I knew there was wrestling here, I knew there was some way I was going to break it, and I knew Dusty Rhodes um, had a hand in independence in this area, and I knew there was FCW. Okay, so um, it's really cool how kind of life circles back, right? And um, I ended up training in Clearwater with Jay Lethal, um, and um, at the time, and. Um, you know, it was the best thing I ever did. But, you know, when I first came to the school, I want to go to Dean Malenko's school. That's what I wanted to do. And it just didn't exist anymore. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, that school was the, I mean, they were the epitome of wrestling excellence. I mean, he, I mean they trained, trained freaking so, Mike Awesome. They trained you know, so like, many good, solid, Kane. Kane, yeah. Went through there. Molly Holly, you know. Mm -hmm. So many. Six. X-Pac, whatever you want to call him. And, and such a diverse group, too. Right. Not just like, you know, they're, you're perfect, you know, at that time, six foot six, 300 pounds of pure muscle yeah. type guys. They train everybody, they, they all train, shapes and they sizes. They train anybody that could come and pay dues. Yep. If you could pay your dues to be there and you wanted to be there, they would train you. Yep. Yep. It's wild. Dax, wild. I hate to cut you short, bro. I know. We gotta, I think we got to finish it up. Um Man, it, it's late. Um, let's just, Brother's uh, got work in the morning. Yeah, yeah, he got to work. So I guess we're going to have to extend this at some other point to be continued um, with Tweedo Die, Rick here. Tweedo Die Part Two. Um, at some point. Part Two. But I do want to 
make sure we get your plugs in. Anything you want to plug today? Any shows, promotions, merch store? Um, oh, we need to get you on the merch site, by the way. Okay, yeah. Uh, we'll have to we'll work get, on something. We'll get with you on that. Uh, New Heights Wrestling, May 14th in Defuniac Springs. I believe we're at the Walton County Fairgrounds. Bell time is 6.30. I don't have the info right in front of me. Uh, June 12th, 8810 North Himes Avenue, Beef O'Brady's, Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling presents Cataclysm. Cataclysm. That's the voice right there, the voice. Our our main event will be um, Mr. Stephen Frick, the heavyweight champion, versus the lion from Zion, Samson. How dare you? Nearly seven How feet dare tall. You? Can he defend? Can he defend the title? We'll go ahead How and dare you? Out. We got a uh, a women's house that that I'll be announcing. Oh, I'm breaking I shit. Am breaking shit. You're. God, I'm, I'm, how dare you? Okay. You put someone else in the main event. You son of. I'm just kidding. I don't want right. to be in the main event. I want to be. Tweedo die. Tweedo die is going to be with with his manager, the Princess of Weir, Trent Johnson. Will be versus that scumbag, the Barnabas scum, or as you Barnabas Kate. Um, it's something like he has ba- K scum or something involved. In He's name. a scumbag. Um, no. He's a real. You guys are the scumbags. No, no, no. Princess me and, Josh was unfair to him. Me and Princess Josh, we preach nothing but love, my friend. All right. He's getting his grudge match against Tweedo Die. I don't know what's going to happen to Tweedo, but maybe Ricky Roberts can help him out. Um, all right. Is that all you have to plug? Uh. I mean, yeah, for right now. Maybe I'm telling you, this is the most professional podcast possible. I was very unprepared for this. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I wanted to bring stuff. But, but, but that's the point. But that's the point. I wanted this to be organic. I wanted to, like, listen. I don't want you to be prepared. You sure you don't want it to be orgasmic? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it Give is me past, a whole yeah. It is past midnight at this point. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, okay. All right. Um. I got one more question. I always throw a curveball at the end. I want to knock it out of the park. Okay. Um, Can't even think. Definitely next time we got to talk about future, uh, the future of Tweedledye, uh, wrestling-wise. But I do want to ask if you could wrestle anybody that's a current wrestler that's still alive. (laughs) Well, I guess it would still have to be alive. Um, Current wrestler, whether on TV or not, independence, doesn't matter. Um, if you could wrestle anybody right now, and you can have not wrestled them before, who would it be, and why? There's a there's a guy out in um, California. Another California guy. Our last guy. Or Vegas. Maybe he's out in Vegas. Vegas. Maybe. There's a couple of guys up there on the top that, that are from out the West Coast, uh, and I'm gonna plug him real hard. I am Funny Bone. Funny Bone, Funny Bone from yep. the West Coast is fantastic. And if you're not booking this guy across the country, you're stupid and you're not making any money. Uh, and two, I'm stupid, apparently. Two, and it's not. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. No, it's okay. But the guy, he's really good. He, he's he's incredible. I uh, saw him at No Peace. There's in a Dallas. There's another awesome. guy that I would love to work, and uh, his name. He go. He wrestles as the ghost of Macho Man. 
And he is what? He is fucking on. The ghost of Macho he is, Man. He is fucking on point. Ooh, yeah, dig it. Uh huh. He got the voice. He does the mannerisms. Does and he look everything. like him? Oh my god! Really? Dig it, brother. Look him up. What on is YouTube. his name? He literally, the ghost of Macho Man. Look him up on YouTube when you have a chance. The ghost of Macho Man. Uh, I, I'll uh, link it on the, freak on the show thing. wrestling maybe. It has really? something to do. Is uh, it in Vegas? It's in. Uh, I believe it's in Vegas. Is this yeah. for Wes's show? Wes Logan, maybe? No. Okay. Anyway. Um, all right. That's it. I'm going to wrap it up. Guys, please come out. Can I, um, can I give an impression? I like, I lo- sure. I'd love uh, to do yes, it. Do you have impression. any? Hang on. Do you do any impressions? Not any good ones um, that are appropriate on this podcast. All right. Well, I'm going to give a couple of mine. Are you ready? Yes. Well, let me tell you something, dude. Hulkster's going to run wild all over you. Okay, so my... So that was Ric Flair, right? That... Now fuck with you. And then Big Man walking around. Woo! You know, Jay does a great I Ric know. Flair. My, my when I do a Ric Flair, I could never learn from listening to Ric Flair, but I learned from Jay impersonating Ric Flair. So my impersonation is Jay doing Ric Flair. Your impersonation is, is of an impersonation. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. So, because so, because I, I guess I've heard listened to Jay so much, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I also do I can... Macho Man. Ooh, yeah, dig it. Uh-huh. The cream rises to the top. Right. But my favorite is the American Dream Dusty Rhodes, baby. Just the humble son of a plumber. My little boy, Cody Rhodes, he grew up nice and tall and blonde. He's beautiful. He's going to be the New Dex World Champion. That's pretty good. I like Dusty. I'm a big Dusty fan. Did you ever meet Dusty? I met Dusty uh, several times at FCW back in the day. I, he was always such a pleasant human being to be around uh he was always nice to me never uh he never shit on me you know I, yeah. I he knew i was like aspiring to be a worker and uh you know was did local indie stuff and he was he was always so he's push on baby push on just keep pushing you know don't let them hold you down daddy you just keep on working okay that's really cool yeah he was that's always, awesome he was always I, I wish cool. i got to meet him i never did he was always super cool you know you know what would be fantastic if if we would have got to see tweedo die Versus the American Dream. I it would have I would have probably uh, either had a heart attack in the ring or um, <laughs> just in my pants. Oh jeez, oh my. Sorry, we're yeah yeah we're getting a little uh, wild. Yeah yeah it's we're getting late, a little giddy. It's late, Dax. I'm tired. I, I'm silly. Okay, I, get, I, 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 get, I I'm standing I get between wild. Uh, myself and Tweedle and food. That's a, not a good place to be. So, uh, and, and, and his wife car. is waiting for her. I think she's hangry. Yeah, she's hangry. She's probably she's probably she's probably sleeping by now. She's yeah. gonna be wake up mad. She's gonna come wake up. And... All right. Anyway, if guys. I if I don't wake up tomorrow, it's because she smothered me with a pillow. That's it. I'm ending this thing. I have to cut it. It's gone off the rails, guys. I I really appreciate everybody. <laughs> I really he, Tweedo dies in full effect here, guys. But but I don't want to go to school today. I want to stay home and bake cookies with you. Oh, she's off the nipples. <laughs> Damn it. She's. Oh, God. All right, that's it, guys. Bye-bye. Ben, turn this shit off. Hey, for all your merchandise and collectible needs, check out ShopTampaBayProWrestling.com. We've got merch and more from your favorite superstars. We'll see you there.